Hello, hello. Welcome to Think, Feel, Eat, episode number 11. And this is the beginning of a series on developing an eating protocol. All right, so an eating protocol um, is means that you are determining what you're gonna eat, how you're gonna measure your food, um, when you're going to eat, all of those things. All of those things come together in a protocol. So to begin with, let me first of all address the elephant in the room when it comes to intermittent fasting, all right? Um, some people believe that if you just intermittent fast, you will magically lose all of your weight. Others believe, at, like I teach, that intermittent fasting is one of the tools in your tool belt to create the perfect storm of weight loss, right? That it is an amazing tool that I would not be within 20 pounds of my goal weight. We would not, my husband and I have lost 100, 200, uh, how much do we have? Yeah, 220 pounds together. We would not, I would not be maintaining my loss so far, even though I'm upset when I don't lose. I would not be maintaining without intermittent fasting. But I did not lose 100 pounds just by eating for four hours or five hours or three hours a day, okay? And I feel like this is really a little um, misleading in, in socials, right? Because in socials, we see uh, people say that they're new to the group, they've heard about it like I did when I first went on, and I said, hey, I just heard, you know, this, this great way of eating and, and that, you know, you can eat whatever you want as long as you only eat for a certain period of time. And um, if that is true, you know, tell me below if that's true, you know, and then like, if it's a big group, there'll be like hundreds of people underneath there that says, yes, yes, I started this a month ago. I started this two weeks ago. I just started this week and I am losing weight all the time and I eat whatever I want. Okay. Now I have tried in some of the bigger groups to say, I would love for, to hear from people who have lost to their goal weight and they didn't change anything they ate. They only changed their time and then nobody comments. Okay. So I feel like that is misleading for people who um, like still have a lot of weight to lose or are just starting out with intermittent fasting. And I'm not against somebody who has a lot of weight left to lose, right? Because that's where I was. But they are in their starting, or they're starting out with intermittent fasting. And so they've brought in the boundaries enough through intermittent fasting that they put their body in fat burning. Terrific. They eliminated a lot of their cravings. They reduced hunger and tamed ghrelin and all the amazing things that happen with intermittent fasting. And the boundaries that they've created through a shorter eating window, whether it's three, four, or five hours, whatever it might be, those boundaries are are small enough right now for them to be losing weight, right? But I have never met a person who got to goal weight with only intermittent fasting. And I know that I'm an intermittent fasting teacher and I have an intermittent fasting course and I adore intermittent fasting, but I also believe in speaking the truth, right? So I teach people to intermittent fast through the intermittent fasting course, which is gonna start back up again the first Monday in May. And I teach them everything about intermittent fasting. 
I teach them, you know, at first, don't worry about your food, just get your fasting down, right? And then we bring in boundaries and I teach them to bring in boundaries and to add elements of controlling their eating window as well. All right, so that's the, that's the first thing that I think is really important to note because a lot of people in intermittent fasting circles, it, it, intermittent fasting circles are varied, right? But you see so many IF people who are macronutrient people or they are keto people or they are Atkins people or they are um, uh, like alternate, you know, like um, carb cycling or something like that. But they have as their basis a lot of lower carb eating. Lower carb eating by its very nature cuts out so much junk food, right? It cuts out so much junk food. And so they are coupling intermittent fasting with an eating protocol, right? And they're getting great results. Now, intermittent fasting is the number one best tool that I have found to help me stay on an eating protocol. Hands down, there's nothing like it. There's nothing that has helped me stay on the various eating protocols that I have done in the two and a half years of intermittent fasting. Um, I've done so many different eating protocols in this two and a half years, and I've never been able to stay on any of them as well as I can with intermittent fasting. It's a miracle. It really is. I, I mean, I, I will never go back because I know that I cannot maintain, much less lose 20 more pounds. Uh, and I lowered my weight loss goal a little bit there. So I, went, I was, did only have 15 pounds to go. Now I have 20 because I lowered my goal. So anyway, that's okay because it is a journey, right? Okay, so then the second thing I want to talk about before we get into today's content is uh, the idea of um, the idea of emotional eating, think, feel, eat, and what it has to do with protocol development. All right, so... I have two pot broadcasts. One's called Weight Loss Lifestyle, and one is called Think, Feel, Eat. And I am really focusing right now on Think, Feel, Eat and building up the episodes and things. I think I have like 60 episodes over on Weight Loss Lifestyle. You can go watch, watch and listen to those. They're on podcasts as well as on a video cast. They're at YouTube. They're at the blog with the full outlines and the graphics and everything. They're, my tech girls are amazing. Um, but I've been building up Think, Feel, Eat because I realized that a missing component to the perfect storm of weight loss is being able to feel our feelings instead of buffering. And I talked about that in episodes seven, eight, and nine, all right? And that was the urge map, introducing the urge map, um, overcoming urges, and I can't remember what the, tenth, the ninth one was, but seven, eight, and nine, all about urges all about the ability to feel whatever feeling we have when we say no to eating something off of our protocol or off of our plan. So um, I talked about that for three weeks and I love, love that teaching because it has been so amazingly beneficial to me. So the way protocol planning and what we're going to be talking about actually for six weeks here in Think, Feel, Eat, I may have to stick something in there in between, especially with the, if the pandemic and when the stay-at-home orders continue, we, I'm doing you know, some coaching on that as well. So I may stick something in there in between as needed. But the reason I chose the protocol route is that right now people are feeling with the pandemic, they're feeling out of control. Right, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the urge map and all that. They're feeling out of control, and I also had that free webinar, Thoughts 
thoughts about thoughts, right? That's episode number 10, but it's a free hour long webinar too. Okay. So one of the reasons why I wanted to do the protocol right now is because people feel out of control and they are saying tomorrow or Monday or whatever, when the, when the stay at homes lifted, whatever it might be, as soon as I can leave the house, whatever, I am going to go back to this. I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to do this. And we, if you would listen to weight loss lifestyle 60 and 61, all about willpower, we don't have it. We don't have it during a pandemic because it's being used. We talked about it. I talked about it in 60 and 61 of weight loss lifestyle, how we don't even have it throughout the whole day that we, we lose it by evening time because we have too many 119 food related thoughts and we have too many holes on our uh, willpower. So we lose our willpower by the end of the day, which is why intermittent fasting is glorious. So we'll listen to 1661 of weight loss lifestyle for that. Put the pandemic around our daily weight management um, programs, fasting, eating a certain time, stopping at a certain time, eating certain foods, all of that. You put the pandemic around that or in it or what, however you want to describe it, and our willpower is not there. And that is why we keep hearing and seeing so many people say, you know, the Corona 15, you know, that I'm going to gain weight for sure on the, um, the with the Corona, I'm going to gain 15 pounds of Corona 15, kind of like what you hear people say about colleges, the, the um, what do they call that? They call that the freshman 15, right? And you hear people say all the time, I, I can't, I, there's even, there are even memes and funny graphics going around, you know, about how I'm not even trying jeans on, you know, I can't remember the last time I wore a pair of jeans. I can't remember the last time I wore something that wasn't elastic. And there are funny graphics and memes about that. There are people we see all the time saying, I made the biggest mistake I could make there during this virus. I stepped on the scales. Okay. So we do not have the capability. And I'm not saying that you can't do thought work and get more willpower and you can't uh, initiate faith protocols and activities and get more willpower. I'm not saying that's not true. Those are true that you can do that if you have the willpower to do those things to start with. You see what I'm saying? Willpower is a vicious cycle. It takes willpower to do the thing, the faith uh, disciplines, if you are a person of faith, the thought work, if you're both, right? Or even, even if you're not a person of faith, the thought work, the controlling our thoughts, the uh, feeling our feelings, it takes willpower to do those things in order to gain willpower to not overeat. And so right now, people are feeling like they're just completely screwed, right? There's nothing in the world that can be done because we have a pandemic. All right. And it is because we think in terms of all or nothing. We think that we either have to be absolutely perfect. So I'm going to go back to that thing that worked. I'm going to go back and be strong. Or we think that we, um, 
have to do a really hard, strict protocol in order to make any, have any results. Or we even think if I don't lose, I don't care. I don't care if I gain, if I'm not gonna lose, may as well forget it. But I am here to submit to you that some control is better than no control. That weight management is better than weight gain. So what if we could design a protocol that fits even during this emotionally trying time? What if we could design a protocol for ourselves that will help us not to have such bad cravings and dopamine spikes that we give in all the time? What if we can have a protocol in place that is sensible enough that even in an emotionally trying time, we are able to stick with it and we are able to feel the feelings of disappointment, of overwhelm, of fear, of um, hopelessness, of restlessness, of boredom, of anxiety, of um, stress. What if we can design a protocol during this time right now where we can feel all of those things and not go off of it? So I submit to you that Think, Feel, Eat 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, all the way until the end of May is going to teach you how to create a protocol that you don't have to buffer against. Remember in the cravings, in the urge map teaching, I said that when you have a buffer on the bottom of your chairs, and I have them here, and it's a good thing because the grandkids push them all over our wooden chairs, all over our, um, what do they call this kind of floor? ceramic tile, they push it all over the ceramic tile. And if they did not have those buffers on the bottom of them, if they did not have the padding on the bottom of them, they would be scratched up. I mean, they're, you know, I'm getting ready to have my seventh grandbaby in a week or two. Seven grandkids, six and under. The more important measurement is four little boys, 14 months and under. <laughs> Oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so excited and so grateful. Anyway, this is how it's linked to emotional eating. That I'm going to teach you how to create protocols, how to create an eating protocol that you can live with during a pandemic. That you can live with outside of a pandemic. That you can live with that has enough leeway in it if you need it to not have to buffer against food. So we have the, the buffers on the bottom of the chairs and those are the little pads. If they weren't there, we scrape, 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 scrape across the ceramic tile. But with the buffers on there, it smooths it, right? It moves smoothly. And we have a tendency to buffer with food right? Scrape, 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 scratch, 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 right? That means that we want to eat something that's not on our protocol and we can't sit with the feeling of whatever it is at the time that we're feeling instead of eating it. Whatever that feeling is, 
were not willing or able to sit with it. Okay, and that's what the uh, seven, eight, and nine, those trainings were all about. So let's talk about protocols. And that's how it's all linked to emotional eating. Okay, so I'm excited to be bringing you this. I've taught it before in the Facebook group, um, but I'm going to teach it um, again here in the um, Think, Feel, Eat numbers 11 and on. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, you can watch it every Thursday at four o'clock Eastern time in the group. And then if you get, if you're subscribed, you'll get it in your email in a few, a few days later. But if you want to catch it live or you want to watch the replay on Facebook pretty quickly after, then you can join uh, Donna's Weight Loss Lifestyle Facebook group. All right, so I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to talk about all the things. Let me see, where is that picture? Let's see if it comes up. All right, let me see what the first one is. It is, I can't tell from that which one is first. All right, this is first. Okay, good. All right, so I'm going to watch over here on Facebook and make sure the picture came up. And if you are listening to this on iTunes um, or Podbean or something, uh, you can go to the link at the bottom and at my website, I will have all of the graphics there as well. Okay. All right. So what is an eating protocol? All right. So an eating protocol includes these three words, deciding overall when you will eat each day, deciding overall, oh, it did not shut down. Usually they have something in place where my notifications don't come up. Deciding overall when you will eat each day, deciding overall what you will eat each day, deciding overall the amount you will eat each day. All right, so when, of course, is our intermittent fasting, okay? So that is like the amount of eating time you want, the amount of fasting time you want. Maybe you were going for an average. I talked about that in weight loss lifestyles number I want to say 62, my first 800 fast, but it could have been 59. <laughs> it's called my first 800, my 800, what I've learned from 800 fast. I've been doing this a while now. Okay, so when is your timing? Are you going to average? Are you never going to go under this? Are you never going to go over that? Okay, it's making these decisions. Deciding overall what you will eat, and that is your food protocol. And I'm going to give you a lot of choices and a lot of ways to look at your protocol, okay? And your food protocol. And then deciding overall the amount you'll eat each day. It's taking control of your eating in a way that you enjoy your food, you are satisfied with the amounts, and you can live comfortably with the time. It is the perfect storm of weight management. All right, so excited about this. So, so, so excited because it's changed my life. And I want it to do the same for you. All right, so then let me see what's next. Um, all right, so in, first of all, um, I talk a lot about fasting, right? So I'm going to stop sharing for a sec. I talk a lot about fasting. You've heard me talk about it all the time. I have some free webinars coming up the last two weeks of April. Uh, you go to intermittentfastingwebinar.com and you can sign up for free.
Um, if you are shaky on your fasting protocol or you find yourself going off and on, I recommend that you do the free core, the free webinar. Okay. You could do the course in May. I would love to have you in the course. And I teach every single day, 20 to 30 minutes a day, all the graphics, all the outlines, all the handouts. You will be a pro at the end of May. But at the very least, I hope if you are not currently fasting or you are having trouble staying on a fasting protocol, I hope that you will, um, I hope that you will do intermittentfastingwebinar.com. Intermittentfastingwebinar.com. Okay, you can also find it at the top of donnareach.com. All right, so in determining your fasting, right, you can do like, a, you can do any of this any way you want. But if you are struggling right now, I recommend that you start with something like 16-8. Start with fasting for 16 hours a day and eating for eight. You're going to learn a food protocol that's going to fall into that eight hour eating window and the amounts will also fall into that eight hour eating window over the next few weeks. And 16-8 is nothing to sneeze at. A lot of health benefits have come from 16-8. We do 16-8 when we go away for the weekend, which has been a really long time. It'll probably be a really long time again. But anyway, we do 16-8 when we go along away for the weekends. Sometimes we do 14-7, um, sometimes 13. <laughs> I lost my math. Okay, so there's 12-12. How about that? <laughs> okay, 14-10. All right, um, for vacations, we usually do 14.10. So the thing about it is right now, and I want this teaching to be evergreen, meaning that you can listen to it during the pandemic and you can make some changes that will help you, but you can also listen to it anytime. So if you are in the middle of, a, of struggling, go to what you can do tomorrow. And I think the intermittent fasting webinar, that hour long presentation, will really give you the tools to do that. So go to what you can do tomorrow. Go to 1410, go to 168, bring in some boundaries, bring in some barriers, make yourself accountable to somebody. I have an accountability thread, an email, a text thread with a friend that we are accountable for our time management, right? You could be accountable for your fasting with somebody. I think that would be a great idea. Just in the mornings, I just, you know, for if, if I had an accountability partner for fasting, I would say I'm doing, I'm eating from two to eight today. Um, I'll check in tonight and let you know. Simple, right? So do whatever it takes to create a fasting protocol to start with. That is the when you eat. All right. You can vary it. You can say, I'm going to do 18-6 during the week and 16-8 on Saturdays and Sundays. You can say, I'm going to do, you know, 12 to six or two to eight during the week. And on the weekends, because of brunch, I'm going to do 10 to four or 10 to six. You, and I talk about this in weight loss lifestyle. Can't remember. I know I talk about it in my 800 fast. I know I talk a lot about it, okay? So the first thing you need to do to get your eating protocol 
is to determine when you're going to fast. Okay, because that is something that if you stop and think about it, even if you're not eating the greatest right now, you can start doing it tomorrow. Many of you who are listening to me have already fasted before. And maybe you just let it fall by the wayside, or maybe you just, you know, cheat here and there, or whatever. And you know that you could do 16-8. You know that it's not that hard and you could do it. And you can even do it during hard times. Weight Loss Lifestyles number 1661 will teach you about um, willpower and the tremendous benefit that we're going to get right off the bat from intermittent fasting. 16-8, 17 8 even. We're going to get such tremendous benefits from intermittent fasting when it comes to willpower that then it'll be so much easier to put our food protocols in place. So I know I've talked for a long time already. Um, let me, let me, let me share my screen again though. Okay, here we go. So share, there we go. All right. So, um, let's go back to the first one. So the first thing, deciding overall when you will eat, that is where you're going to put in your fasting time. Okay. So you might want to print this off and then just like put something behind each of these. So on this first one, put your you know, average, whatever it's going to be, put average 18 hours, um, 18, six, 18, six during weekdays and, um, 16, eight on weekends or whatever, just write something right there. Okay. Then deciding overall what you will eat each day. This is going to be a whole episode in itself, but I want to leave you with a couple of questions before we go into that. And that is that, over here. And that is what do all of these protocols have in common? All right, maybe you've done all of these before. Maybe you've done some of these before, okay? And the, they are their adherents, like their true disciples of some of them would say, well, my vegan has nothing to do with those. Or my whole 30 is nothing at all like weight watchers, right? Everybody has a tendency to think that their eating protocol is very, very best. And in some cases, the only way to lose weight. Before I teach you next week how to develop your own protocol, I want you to consider how you've lost weight in the past. All right. How have you lost weight in the past? Now, We could say, well, that worked before, but it won't work now because of this. Maybe that's true. But what I want you to consider is suppose you have lost with Weight Watchers before. Suppose you have lost with very low fat. I put that on there twice. Oh, this is supposed to be very low carb. I, I made a mistake there. Sorry, guys. Suppose you've lost with very low carb. Suppose you've lost with calorie counting. Suppose you've lost with intermittent fasting alone, but not down to your goal yet. Suppose you did a whole 30 month and you really lost, but you know you couldn't do that forever. Suppose you had meals delivered, all right? Suppose you were on Atkins. Suppose you counted macros. Suppose you were on keto. Suppose you were vegan, whatever it might be, and you lost weight on those, okay? So in thinking about next week, developing our food protocol, this whole thing is developing our eating protocol. 
time, play, time, amount, and foods, okay? And I talked about this in episodes seven, eight, and nine, how you can't possibly know if you are cheating, if you are giving into cravings, if you're giving to urges, if you are buffering with food, you can't possibly know if you are doing one of those unless you have a protocol. How do you know if you are going off your protocol if you don't have a protocol? How do you know if you are giving into urges if anything is allowed, right? Or if you don't have any type of measurement in place. So if you remember, I taught a while back two very important tenets. We move what we measure, we propel what we plan. Actually, the other way around. We propel what we plan. So propel means to burst forth, right? We propel what we plan. And we move what we measure. And that is what creating a food protocol is going to be all about in the next few weeks. Because when we have a loosey-goosey food protocol, we can never know, number one, if it's working or not. Well, I'm not sure it might work, but you know, I really wasn't that strict with it. I really didn't stay on it. I really didn't do what I said I was going to do. I really didn't count that closely. I really didn't measure that much. You can't possibly know if something works unless you do it according to the protocol, right? And secondly, you will not know when you are buffering, when you are giving into urges, when you are not controlling cravings, when you are not sitting with urges, unless you have a protocol in place. And we can't address the feelings we don't want to feel of what these urges and this buffering and these um, cravings if we don't have a protocol in place to come against it, right? We have to have a, we have to have a, this is not allowed in order to say, but I want it and I need it and I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I'm bored and I'm scared, right? If we don't have something in place, we can't possibly know if we're buffering against it. So I'm gonna give you a little sneak peek into next week. And that is that all of these protocols have one thing in common. It might not be their primary purpose. A lot of them, their primary purpose, vegans will say to be healthy, to avoid meat, to avoid um, carbon footprints and stuff like that. Um, whole nurture sweets might say to be able to lose weight without having to deal because we're going to do it all for you. Whole 30 would probably not even say weight loss as its primary or even secondary. It would say to get people to eat real foods. Okay. But I submit to you that all of these protocols have one very important thing in common. And that is that they all cause weight loss. Let me rephrase that. They all have the potential to cause weight loss. Every single one of them has the potential to create weight loss. Or for those who are at their goal weight to help us maintain weight. Every one of them does that. Most of them have as one of their primary purposes or primary, you know, um, uh, claim to fame that they do cause weight loss, okay? And 
we could list 20 more on this graphic. So the real key is going to be, and we're going to start learning this next Thursday at four o'clock in my Facebook group, Weight Loss Lifestyle. The important key is going to be what helps you get to your goal. So what can you sustain? What can you not feel uh, like you cannot keep up with? What do you not feel? Uh, what takes less willpower for you? What is what are foods that you enjoy? Um, what are foods that keep you from being hungry? Because during the fast, it's a bummer to have hunger come back, right? And we're going to talk about all of that next week. So for this week, understand that we can develop a protocol for our fasting, during, even during a pandemic. The key is to make it something you can do even during difficult times. Do not be an all or nothing protocol creator, right? It really is a big difference whether we come out of the pandemic with the Corona 15 or we come out the same weight we went in. It does make a difference. Would we say that it doesn't make any difference if we weigh the same or we lost 15? No. So we also can't say that it doesn't make any difference if I stay the same or I gain 15. It does matter. And we have the option to not be all or nothing people, to not be perfectionistic. We have the option to do what we can do emotionally, physically, right now. Thank you for joining me. I will see you next week on episode number 12 of Think, Feel, Eat, where we get the perfect protocol for you. I will see you soon. In the meantime, the Intermittent Fasting Webinar, intermittentfastingwebinar.com. I'll see you in the webinar. Bye.